This is Boomer Time, a proactive podcast for baby boomers, about baby boomers, and for people taking care of baby boomers. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. I'm Nancy Kogar, an elder law attorney and aging advocate, and this podcast was made just for you. Remember, though, the things we discuss here are not intended to be legal advice, and no attorney-client relationship is established by this podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Nancy Kogar, and this is Boomer Time. Today, we're going to tackle part two of our discussion of scams that target the aging. In episode nine, we took a look at some of those scams, and there are a lot of them. And those scamsters just seem to be getting more creative all the time. It's a money-making scheme. The FBI reports that these cases have almost doubled over the last year alone and led to over $3 billion in losses for those cases that are actually reported. A lot of times, these don't get reported because of the embarrassment, fear, or even the feelings of powerlessness that are often experienced by the victims. This is a huge topic, and we just decided, because it was so important, to break it into two episodes. So today, we're going to talk about how you can protect yourself from these scams and how you can stop them altogether. Like I said, these guys are sophisticated, and individual losses... I've seen them in the tens of thousands of dollars. I've even had cases where folks have lost their entire life savings. So I want to follow up on a few items before we dive into today's topic. A couple of my community friends had reached out to me, you know, after the last podcast and mentioned a few other scams to me that I think are worth mentioning here. One is mortgage fraud. This is becoming a huge issue just on its own. Now, baby boomers are often able, after years of hard work, to pay off those mortgage notes on their houses. And there's nothing like having a house that's paid for, free and clear of liens. That is a wonderful accomplishment. And for most of us, our house is our single biggest asset. That makes sense, doesn't it? Well, guess what? These fraudsters know that too. And here's a game that they've been increasingly popular with. It's called mortgage fraud. To put it simply, property records are public, right? So these fraudsters troll those lists and look for houses that are free and clear and maybe were purchased decades ago. That's a telltale sign, an indication that someone's older and may be vulnerable to one of these attacks. In such cases, these scammers will then forge documents allowing them to borrow against your house. They've been successful in this, and so... A new security interest, or deed of trust as we call it here, gets recorded against your house for all of the equity that you've worked so hard for over the years. Unbelievable, huh? Here's what's worse. Oftentimes, the victim or the real homeowner doesn't know about this until they receive a notice of foreclosure on their house. And that's because... These guys have no intention of paying on a loan or making any payments once they receive the cash. What a nightmare, right? So my friends at the Register of Deeds office have come up with a program to catch these kind of mortgage scammers. 
The Register of Deeds office is where all those property records are recorded, including liens and deeds and all those things. Here in Chattanooga, Mark Gravitt is the Register of Deeds for Hamilton County, and he has established what he calls the Property Fraud Alert System in Hamilton County. It's free, but you have to sign up for it, and that's why I wanted to mention it here. What it will do is alert you and notify you by email if there's any activity involving your property. They hope this will cut down on the success rate of these fraudulent transactions. So if you want to find out how to register your home, I'm going to put this information on my website, nancycogar.com, and you can find out exactly how to do this. I think it's a really good thing to do. It's a great resource. And even if your house isn't completely paid off, you still got equity there, right? I think you need to enroll in this program. And I told them down there at the Register of Deeds office that they might get a flurry of requests because of the podcast. And they said, no problem. They want you to take advantage of this defensive program. So I think that is worth mentioning. Number two, here's something that's related to that. And believe it or not, I got one of these in the mail this week. It's called deed fraud. And uh, so say you record a deed or another document as part of your estate planning or as part of a probate estate or you purchased a new home. That's what happened with me. I'm administrator of the probate estate and a house got recorded in my name so that I could sell it as part of the the probate. So the document was recorded with the Registered of Deeds office as part of that transaction. Now, those are all public documents. Once it was recorded, it came back to me. I got the original with a stamp on it showing where it was recorded. Well, there's a company out in California that likes to send my clients invoices after such transactions, and I got one in the mail this week. They ask you to pay $118 for the same documents, the public documents that we just recorded. Don't pay this. This is a scam. It looks very official, and I'm going to put it up on my website. You can see it. But it is not official at all. And I have seen these all the time. And I'm sure this is a real profitable scam. Imagine $118 here and there times transactions in 50 states, whoa, that scheme could quickly add up to a considerable amount. And all they're asking you for is to pay for copies of your own public documents. You know what I say to do with this thing? Throw it in the trash. That's exactly where it belongs. I, like I said, I got one of these in the mail this week and I'm going to put it up there. So you can look at it. This company is a scam, period. All right, (laughs) that's a lot of information off the top here, but important, I think. I wanted to mention those two things. So next, we're going to do exactly what I promised in the last episode. We're going to talk about how to protect yourself from these scams and how to even stop a lot of this junk from coming to you in the first place. So we're going to take a break first. I'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nancy Kogar, and this is Boomer Time. So the all-important question now, 
How do you prevent these scams from targeting you altogether? I've got four ways, and um, these are going to be on my website too. So if you don't get all this, uh, you know, in the podcast, this information is going to be on my website. So you can go back and look at look at that. And plus, there'll be some links and some references that are more specific. So you, I think that'll be helpful. But um, so four, four important tips to reduce these scammers from reaching you altogether. So first, here's an interesting fact, I think. Did you know that telephone solicitors know, they know that they should not be calling you? Guess what? They don't care, right? But here's something you can do. You can put yourself on the do not call registry and that will give them absolutely no excuse to call you again. So that information about the do not call site, which is a government site, is available on my website, okay? These telephone solicitors are supposed to follow very specific rules. Yet on average, U.S. consumers receive 4.3 billion yeah, billion unwanted calls a month. I know I get them. You know, my car warranty expired. You know, I need to renew my car warranty. You heard the one about the AI voice that's uh, imitating Joe Biden. You know, they're just relentless. So we are uh, in an age of cell phones. And I want to talk about another tip in a minute that will help with this. But... um Getting yourself on that do not call list uh, is a really good way to stop those phone calls. And if you get them, you can report that they've called you and they'll get put on a naughty list. So I think it's important to, to get on that. And I've seen differences in reduction in calls after you've been put on this list. So two, what about all that junk mail? Did you know there's a way you can stop that too? This really ticked me off. Uh, my, when my father was was older, he would get stacks and stacks of mail from people asking for $25 here, $50 here, $100 here, for this cause, for that cause, you know, and there are all these ambiguous causes. You know, you can get bombarded with this stuff. And one thing you can do is you can register with the Direct Marketing Association's consumer website. Did you know there was that kind of website? Um, there is. So you can go on there and tell them you don't want any of this garbage because unfortunately, they sell these lists over and over and over again to people that will pay money to get your address on a list. So this is also on my website. So if you're a caregiver or you've lost a loved one, and they're still getting this kind of mail, you can stop it. So I think that's helpful. And and I did it, and it reduced it from my father, too. So here's a little legal resource. Did you know that here in Tennessee, we have an access to justice initiative? It's through the Tennessee Supreme Court, and I've, I've worked with them before. They do really good work. Um, it also includes something that's known as Help for TN. So Help for Tennessee. If you go to the website there, Help 
4tn.org. There are a lot of resources there, too. And you know what? You can also even ask an attorney for help. They've got a, a website function there where you can put your issue in and ask for help. It's, it's a really great resource, especially if you've been scammed financially or, you know, if you're on a fixed budget and you're not able to hire an attorney, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to have that. So I've, I've got that on my website too. Four. Okay. This is what I was alluding to before. You can do some things on your cell phone that can help reduce the number of calls you're getting. You know, those unfamiliar numbers. As a matter of fact, if your parents, you know, if they have these cell phones and they don't know how to do that, you can go in there and just make sure the numbers that they're getting calls from are people that they're supposed to talk to. You can put the doctor in there. You can put your number. You can put, you know, your sister's number and all the other unfamiliar numbers. Well, they won't get through. So I think that's a wonderful way to reduce that. And we all have different kinds of phones, but uh, we're going to put some resources up on the website so you can look. If you have an iPhone, you can see this is how you do that, or uh, Android, this is how you do that. So, so again, go to the website. These four ways, I think, will greatly reduce any kind of stuff that you get. So I hope that's helpful. And here's another issue, too. I, I mentioned this, but, you know... An overwhelming number of these calls are robocalls, AI. You know, that's not even a real person. So they don't get tired. It's just a machine calling and calling and calling, right? 68% of these 5 million calls are robocalls. That, that's incredible. Not, I think it's probably higher than that now. Um, you know, you, you hear a recorded voice instead of a live person. That's a robocall. And there's one that I really want you to know about because these robocalls are pretending to be the Social Security Administration and they're also pretending to be the IRS. So hear this. You are not going to get a call from the Social Security Administration or the IRS asking you for money. That is just not going to happen. That's a scam. And, as I've mentioned before, kind of joked about, these warranties and all this stuff, These those are up by 175000 in the last year, believe it or not. They are just, they're just trying to rip people off. So, I hope some of that helps. Now, I also want to talk about what you can do if you're, unfortunately, a victim of one of these scams. So, there are some things you can do. And as I said, you know, oftentimes people feel embarrassed and they feel um, ashamed. They, they don't think it's worth reporting. It is worth reporting. So that's what I want to talk about. So if you are a victim of a crime or you know someone that's a victim of a crime, please report it. It does make a difference. You know what? Every time I deal with one of these cases, I tell the attorney general's office. I write to them and I let them know. I also have friends at the uh, postal inspector's office and I deal with them. So they need to know about these scams. That's the only way they can track 
where they're being done and who's getting these calls. So report it. These scammers are professionals. You can help someone else by reporting this, trust me. As I said, I routinely report these when I hear about them. So who do you call? The best people for you to call are the police. But call their non-emergency number. Don't call 911, okay? Uh, they've got a property crime division. That's what you need to ask for. Make a report, okay? This is important. And it may help you with recovery, believe it or not. That documentation is useful and really necessary if you go to your bank or your credit card company and you want to try to recover some unauthorized charges. So please report it. You can also call the State Department of Consumer Affairs in your state. Here in Tennessee, that's in Nashville, of course, and you can make a report there. You know, chances are if you're a victim, someone else is being targeted as well. And you can help the investigation by reporting it. You may not recover, of course, but documenting it, again, is a big help in that. And then at the highest level, you can report it to the Federal Trade Commission. Yes, believe it or not, they want to know about these scams. And their website's real easy to find. It's just ftc.gov. And they're there for a reason. And I'll tell you what, there is a lot of information about scams on there. So I think that is a worthy resource as well. So again, these resources are on my website and you can find them there and you can find them in my show notes for this episode. And I've, I've moved through a lot of information in this episode and, um, you know, there's still other issues out there, but I'm sure this is something we're going to revisit. And as I said in the first uh, episode, uh, related to scams. If you've, if you've been a victim of a scam or, or if you've got a question, email me at nancycogar.com. I, I want to hear about it, okay? Or if you like the podcast, do me a favor, share it with a friend, okay? We need, we need you to be able to share these things or tell a friend about it. Follow us on the Apple Podcast or Spotify. You know, I, I've also got a Facebook page subscribe there. And I also have a monthly newsletter. Uh, it's called Elder Law News You Can Use, and it, it's always got great resources in it. So if you want to get on that list, reach out to us and, and I can make sure that happens. So that is about what we have. Um, I am going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to finish with my encouragement and uh, just take some time to just refocus and, and touch base with everybody out there. Okay. We'll be right back. $20,000. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Well, that was what I was able to recover in one case involving a scammer. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened in just a minute. But, you know, we all have stories. So I just wanted to remind you that, you know, I want to hear your story. You can contact us. Go to our website, nancycogar.com, and, and tell me your story. It may be the kind of story I share on a future podcast. 
I always enjoy talking with people and you always hear just the most amazing stories. Maybe it's a story about a scam, you know, and it could be a lesson learned that we share with, with our community here. Or maybe it's a story about um, just something you learned over the years when, in your experience. I, I like encouragement. And I think that, you know, I want this to be a place, a community place where we feel like we're, we're together in this. And um, I think if you've got a story to share that's encouraging, reach out and, and share it. I bet you'd be helping somebody else out there. So I appreciate that. So, okay. What's the story behind the $20,000? Here we go. I enjoyed every minute of it, let me tell you. So I had um, a son contact me and he was just so set back. His mother had spent $50,000 giving people $20 here, $25 there, $100 here, $100 there. It was all mail, direct mail solicitations. Can you believe it? it? It's true. And so I was asked to try to recover some of this money. The, the mother had, you know, a decline. She had dementia. Um, and so, of course, she's not making decisions in her clear mind, um, but she just saw that somebody needed something and wrote a check. Unfortunately, her son discovered that after, you know, and a considerable amount of money had accumulated. So, so Miss Nancy, me, I reached out to all these little people that, uh, you know, the Concerned Citizens Group of the United States people to protect social security. You know, the, all these groups had these really ambiguous names and it was very urgent for her to send this money to these people. Community uh, effort to save Rottweilers, you know, it was just things like that. Just you name it, it was, it was out there. So all these companies, entities, nonprofits, if you want to call them that, have to register. You know, they have to register where they're located. Well, some of them did have a registration, and usually it was related to another ambiguous entity, a lot of political stuff. Um, and then some of them just weren't registered at all. So I did some detective work, and I found a lot of them, and I sent out demand letters, and I started getting checks back. So altogether, I was able to recover about $20,000 for this family. And you got to know that that really, I mean, it wasn't the full 50000 but hey, that's almost half. So I, they really appreciated that. And that money went right back to helping mom. So uh, I, I thought that was a, a good ending. So anyway, here's a good ending. We like to end with encouragement, and um, I think it's a good time for that. We've talked about a lot of really hard things here today, but my, my motive in doing that is to prevent you from becoming a victim. So awareness is key. 
aging is not easy either, as we've said. And I just want you to know that I'm here for a reason. I, I, I'm not making anything off this. I'm here because I care. Okay. I'm, I'm an attorney. I've been practicing for years. I've got a busy practice. I care about you. I care that people have this information and have it available to them. I don't want you to be where I see so many people when they come into my office. Okay. I don't want to see you there. I want you to be able to know in advance what you need to be doing. And if I can help you with that, I will. But, you know, more, more so, I want, I want you to have these general, uh, powerful resources and, and understand these issues that are so complicated because you're going to need to deal with them down the road. So that's, that's, that's why we're doing this. And in that, I just want to thank you today for just listening. And like I said, share it with a friend. If you, if you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Um, and uh, we're going to stay with this. We are. We're going to continue to share resources with you and talk about tough issues. So if there's an issue you want to talk about, reach out. You know, I, I want to know what you're thinking about. So, but as I always say, I'm a person of faith. So in that, I, I do like to take time to pray for you. Um, and I hope you pray for me too, because this, this is tough stuff. But let's, let's pray together if we would, you know, if you will with me and, um, and then we'll just say goodbye and we'll see each other next time. Okay. So bow your heads with me if you will. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for the information that we have available and all these scammers that are trying to take away things that uh, you've blessed people with and they've worked so hard to accumulate and share with their families and friends. And um, God, we just ask you to put protection around the people that are listening here and that you would make them aware of um, maybe some of these dangers that are out there and that they would take steps to just better protect themselves and their loved ones. Information is so important. So help me to share clear and helpful information here on Boomer Time. Thank you. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, I am so glad that you listened with me today. And I am looking forward to talking to you next time. And, you know, I just want to be able to offer things and episodes and issues and information that is helpful to you. So this is not easy stuff. So we can age more gracefully, right? We're all aging and we might as well do it more gracefully. <laughs> so, all right. Well, remember, check out my website, nancycogar.com. Follow the podcast at Spotify and Apple Podcast. Share it with a friend. And uh, check me out on Facebook. We've got a Boomer Time site there. And uh, I, I'm excited about the growing community we have here. It's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. So, all right, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. <laughs>
right? And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening.